0: a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. 30 years of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer, George Plaster. Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach, Watson Brown, and young guns, Billy Derrick and Michael Sindrick. And now, here's your host, George Plaster.
1: hello again everybody welcome in it is a nasty wednesday afternoon the weather people got it right when they said 100 chance of rain and you know what they were dead on right the good news is it's about to get better not today but perhaps by tomorrow let's go up to the plateau
0: Ah, hello.
2: That's happening, oh, yeah. That's happening more. That's happening Wonderful often, George. George. Of
0: Watson
3: of Brown.
1: You need some water? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Your concern is. Oh,
3: tough. me.
4: That's one thing. How you do it Live television. Ain't yeah, it, it has live video. What is this? Live streaming? streaming. What do we call this? Streaming. Huh? Streaming? Yeah. yeah. A TV look is a TV look to me. I don't.
1: Know. Uh, you know what? It's streaming. So what's going on in your world?
4: Well, to play weatherman up this way, we're getting a good shower as we speak. Oh, yeah. And I don't know how much we've gotten, but I'm telling you, I'm going to predict somewhere around four inches. Really? Yeah, we've we've gotten it good.
2: Have we gotten anywhere near that? Uh, it's pretty close to that. I don't know about four inches, but we've had no. a lot.
4: We've had a lot of rain, but no. uh, since last been... night when it started, we've had. Yeah. I'm guessing that. Now, I hadn't been told that, but I I know when our streams around the house run, it, it looks like a four inch stream to me. Right.
2: If now. if well, it rains like this in December, January, well, it's already raining like this in December, but January, February, we're gonna have the snow blizzards oh, that like we've we never had. We don't know that. I mean, the way it's raining right now. If yeah. it if that's it keeps going warmer. like this, that's why it's almost sixty. Right, but it cools off in January, well, and February. George, maybe
1: it does. Maybe it doesn't. <laughs> Been a lot of winters where we've gotten nothing, and then a year ago we got bombed,
2: P- pummeled,
4: pummeled. I, I hate winters. Yeah,
2: I left the school because of winters. <laughs> Where's the coldest place you've coached, Watson?
4: University
1: of Cincinnati. Oh yeah. When it gets cold in Cincy, it gets cold. On that river. It it comes off that river. That wind blows. Nasty. Telling you. Okay, let's check in with Terry McCormick. He has today's Daily Titans update, or shall we say, as the world turns. Terry, what what's new today?
2: Oh, no Terry audio. Oh no Terry Oh, audio. no.
1: This is a tragedy. Man. Let's get old Terry turned on. Hi, Terry.
2: <laughs> oh, that's good info. Thank you. I guess we'll have to do some sign language today, George.
1: Just a lot of this. <laughs>
2: oh, Just man. a lot of this.
1: <laughs> so, is it on his end or our end?
2: You know, George, I think this is on Terry.
1: You know, so, I'd say we dock him pay, but nothing from nothing leaves nothing. <laughs> so are we uh are we oh, about he, to go back and part
2: of my pay? He gave us a thumbs up.
5: Yeah. Terry, how you are you? Now? Oh, oh, that's wonderful. There we
2: go, Terry. There
5: we go. There we go. Amazing what happens when you touch a button sometimes.
1: So what's happening over there?
5: Well, George, the injury report is out, first one of the week, and it's quite lengthy. There were Nine players listed as limited today and five others listed as out. The ones who are out include Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, who's out with an illness, C.J. Board. So there's three of your wide receivers, plus Christian Fulton out. And the uh, fifth player who was out is Dontrell Hilliard, the running back. And then among the limited, you know, normally that's not good news, depending on If you're heading into an injury or coming out of an injury, but, uh, Danico Autry was back on the practice field doing a little bit in the bubble today. And he's listed as limited.
1: So when you say out, you're talking about out today. Yes. Out today. So realistically, what gets better for the chargers?
5: As far as the Titans, well, if they get to Nico Autry back, I think that's a big, big boost to that defense that can yeah. sorely use it right now because the pass rush has been pretty much non existent since he's been out in the three games that he's missed. Uh, teams have been keying on Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons is not anywhere near uh, being healthy enough to uh, combat that. Uh, without Autry out there so if they can get Autry back that would be a good move the other thing is Zach Cunningham may be close to coming back they activated him into his uh, window of uh, return
1: so you think that uh, on Autry it's reasonable to believe he could play Sunday
5: you'll have to see how it goes throughout the week Uh, I don't know that I would put a guarantee on it right now that he's going to go, but I took it as a good sign this. It's a knee injury. He was working out uh, today, doing some drills and individual work and stretching and all, and they did that inside the bubble. So if he can do it inside the bubble on that artificial turf surface, then that would seem to indicate that he's at least somewhat ahead of the game in trying to come back. Terry,
1: Watson has brought up several times that the NFL is going to have to take a long look at the roster numbers as they are right now. Too many teams are having too many problems. Too many situations are coming up that don't need to. Do you hear that around the league? Do you hear a movement to something closer to a 56- or 60-man roster?
5: No, I haven't heard a lot of that, but I do think that, you know, they kind of, Liberalized how they've done the practice squad where you can call guys up and send guys down. You know, used to you couldn't have veteran guys on a practice squad. Like, for instance, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles signed former Titans punter Brett Kern yesterday, or maybe it was Tuesday or Monday, to their practice squad. And uh, so, used to you couldn't do that. Now you can take a veteran guy that has more years you know, it was a vested veteran and put it on the practice squad Uh, before it was just a developmental squad. So I think you'll continue to see them be able to bring guys back from IR. You'll continue to see them be able to have call-ups from the practice squad. Uh, But I haven't heard anybody say that the active 53-man roster needs to go up to 56 or 57 players. Because remember, you know, you can pay a guy, say, $100,000 to be on your practice squad. And he probably has to have four or five times that to be on your 53-man roster.
1: Yeah, and God knows the NFL couldn't afford that. Mm. Oh, absolutely. struggle as absolutely. they have monetarily. There, yes, you know, they're pinching pennies. Yes, it would send them into uh, damn near bankruptcy. Uh, Terry, thank you so much as always. Uh, you know, I, I thought the report improved tremendously from the beginning to the end.
5: It hadn't very, it had really nowhere else to go but up. Uh, it had to go up. <laughs> Talk to you
1: tomorrow. Okay, that is Terry McCormick's Daily Titans update.
2: Yes, it is, George, and it has been uh, brought to you by Sumner Funeral and Cremation and uh, the Justin Tucker team as well. George and uh, first for Sumner, they are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. They've got two convenient locations in Gallatin and Hendersonville and also online at SumnerFuneral.com. Also, don't forget about the Justin Tucker team. They are proven to be trusted with your most personal asset. Give them a call at 615-906-8458. All right, we start today's update with uh, some Mississippi State news. Uh, They have announced that Zach Arnett has agreed to terms to make Him, the school's next head football coach, he's expected to receive a four-year contract, which, of course, hasn't been signed yet. But according to a source, uh, they said, in quote, the school wants to give the players a strong leader to help them through the grieving process and give them stability. Zach is the guy for that. Zach embodies Mississippi State and understands it. And he's going to build on the foundation that Coach Leach set. So that's the situation in Starkville.
4: Watson, how surprised are you at this? Mm, Not at all. Uh, it's the common sense thing to do. You, you try to bring a new guy in through all of this, and and uh, with a bowl game, and they wanted to play in the When they when I saw, they said they're going to play in the bowl game. I said they're going. He'll end up with the job, and it's the right move. It, if he's capable, I don't know him at all, but I thought their defense had some really good moments during the year. And if he's capable, he's the one that should have gotten the job. I'm glad they did that. If the state
1: players had said, no, we don't want to play, I would think at this late date, you'd be hard-pressed to get a team. Would
4: that essentially have wiped away the Gator Bowl? Yeah, could have. Very very well could have. Um, And it could have gone either way. The players could have been devastated to the point they didn't didn't want to play, George. I could understand it either way. I'm glad they're playing. I think Mike would want them to play. It would it would thrill him to think they are playing, in my personal yep. opinion. And and uh, so it's 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 worked out. I think the best it could have possibly worked out with the situation the way it is.
2: Let, let's move on. Story number two. Number two in the NFL, uh, they are considering ejections for roughing the passer penalties uh, as of late and hits on defensive players. Although league executive Troy Vincent, he's cautious on how those rulings would be enforced. He said, the officials, I must say, have been pretty consistent with and very accurate when making that call. Uh, but they're human, so they, they make mistakes. But I think that could be a step in the right direction uh, in in terms of uh, the officials in the NFL. And some of the, uh, the upset fans and everybody around the league that are upset about this.
1: Yeah, I mean, they want to put a skirt on the quarterbacks.
2: No, they already have.
4: (laughs) It's not want to. They already
1: have. And now they're wearing them.
4: Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) And now they get touched and they're turning at the referee and, and fussing that the flag wasn't thrown. I mean, how many times are we watching that after a ball's thrown now? Uh, moving on
2: <laughs> up next, we got, uh, major league baseball news, shortstop, Carlos Correa and the giants have agreed to a 13 year, $350 million contract, a record long deal. That's the richest ever for a shortstop. And it gives the giants a franchise type player, uh, to build around. He wound up with the second biggest deal behind Aaron judges monster contracts. So. What
1: am I missing here? Look, Carlos Correa is a, is a fine player. Is he worth that kind of money? Hell
2: no. Good Lord. Some of these contracts are Are, unbelievable. This one
1: is insane. And, uh, you know, the Giants will figure that out. He's a nice player. I don't think he's risen to the level of total superstardom that a lot of people act like he's, you know, give me Dansby Swanson. We'll see. Oh, wait a minute. We don't even know if we're getting him.
2: Who knows? (laughs) Who knows when that happens? George, last uh, piece here, NHL, not the beefiest update here, but Capitals captain Alex Ovechkin scored the 800th goal of his career last night. He becomes the third player in NHL history behind only Wayne Gretzky and Gordie Howe. So he has hit 800. It was in a hat hat trick last night. How old is he, George? 800. Uh, (laughs) He looks, he's got, I mean, he's got some just for for men uh, gray hair going. I mean. Are you saying – Easy on the gray, gray
1: hair. Some, are you saying Watson, you know yours is blonde. Tires? Mine's blonde, though. That's right. I forget. Yeah. Mine's blonde. Are there's... you saying there's tread on the
2: tires? I mean, it, that's what it looks like. Yeah, I
1: mean, you get to 800. That's 20 years of 40 goals a season. Now, he's had <coughs> even better years than that. The guy has been incredibly consistent.
2: You think he retires after this year because of that? I don't know.
1: We might ask Guy that. Yeah, he would probably know the answer. Oh, he would. So after the break, Mark McGee will join us and we will talk about the Predators who more and more look like a a statement that I don't know where I made this up, but they look like a joyless ride to nowhere. This team is getting nothing done and the fans are getting pissed off. About 75% of them are season ticket holders, and I felt like I heard from about 60% of them last night on the way out the building. They are not a happy bunch. We'll talk about that with Gee when we come back. This is Main Street Media Television.
0: Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty.
1: Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs, from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East, and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf
4: Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then.
7: We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems at work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000.
6: This is Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric.com at RockCastleWealth.com.
1: Okay, we're back, and we're going to talk a little predator hockey with Mark McGee, who joins us. Let's bring him up there. Gee, how are you? All right. So, gee, I judge oftentimes based on what I hear in, in a hockey world where the season ticket holder is the lifeblood. And I came away last night with a couple, three thoughts. The first one being the season ticket holders are pissed. They're tired of this. This team played with little or no energy last night. I was trying to think of the right word, I would say listless. And you know, in trying to figure out where this is going to get better, I don't see
3: it well, not against the teams they're playing against. No, uh, and Winnipeg tomorrow night at Winnipeg could get real ugly. Winnipeg is always kind of always had Predators number to some extent, but Winnipeg's playing the top of this game right now, they're fast and they're uh, Scoring goals, they're you know they're they're doing what they were supposed to do last year. For some reason, didn't do it, and now they are uh, uh, playing the way they're supposed to be playing. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens tomorrow night. I don't know that there's a, there's a win in the in the, but they they went and beat the Devils on the road, so maybe there's a chance of that. But Edmonton Oilers offensively are are a machine. We saw that last night. I mean, you know, they doesn't necessarily translate into wins for them all the time. They still got several losses. But, uh, you know, it's uh, um, Carmick David and Dreisaitl and uh, the rest of the crew and Zach Hines who scored the hat trick, uh, they have, uh, you know, they're they're just a strong front line. And it's just, you know, so uh, I don't know that you expected, I I expected the Predators to win a game like that last night. And, you know, especially with uh, the as the goaltender, I thought that was an interesting decision to play him as the goaltender that game. Uh, but I guess with Winnipeg coming up, they'd rather have Siros and go. From that standpoint, really, either one, it's a tough call. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, they, they did not play. They didn't. They didn't play up to the competition last night, for sure.
1: Gee, the the next two are not going to surprise you at all. Um, there's a feeling out there amongst the season ticket holders, and they are the ones that matter that David Poyle has left this team with no direction. The fans don't know if they're rebuilding, and that's why they suck. They don't know why Ellie Tolvanen is no longer there, a first-round draft pick that got waived and immediately picked up by Seattle. They don't understand, and they don't feel like they're being given any direction as to where this franchise is going.
3: Not giving any explanation for where it's going. I mean, why do you why do you waive Tolman? And when you when, when obviously there had to be a marker for him out there uh, somewhere. I mean, I think you know he's got a great shot. He's uh, improved as a two way player. That was one of the big complaints about him early on was that he was not a strong two way player. But he improved defensively. John Hines just didn't seem like a lot to do with him. Now he played a couple of games and he set him down as a healthy scratch. He played a couple of games, healthy scratch. He felt like I think, I think, Toldman felt like If he made a mistake, he was gonna be it was gonna be, you know, be sitting up in the uh, healthy scratch seats with in the press box with the with the media. And I think that was a, I think that was a problem for him. And I, you know they just didn't seem to know what to do with him. They sent him down to Milwaukee because of the cap situation. They bring up a couple of defensemen because of injuries and things. And so they, they had to make a cap move there. They could, But they didn't have to, you know, the waiver thing, they could have traded him for somebody. They should have already had that in mind just in case they were that close in the cap situation. They should have said, okay, we told them it's not really fitting in the way we thought it would when it was the 30th pick in 2017, the first round. So maybe, and you know, and let's face it, I mean, when they drafted him, everybody thought, including me, everybody thought he was going to be the next great goal scorer in Predators history, that he was going to be the, the person – that the, the franchise will be able to build on from a young standpoint. And for whatever reasons, they just didn't seem to know what to do with him. And they just, and then he just never really, really blossomed uh, the way everybody thought it would.
1: The third one is not going to surprise you at all because, whether fair or unfair, this large mass of season ticket holders never liked John Hines to begin with. I've thought for a long time, that that criticism was very unfair. But, Guy, they're playing to his personality right, right now, which is gray, drab, and, and nothing. And I I know I believe this. I think there will be a coaching change in the next 30 to 60 days because I don't think they can continue to see the pockets of empty seats that we saw last night. It's- yeah, I know. Yeah, for that,
5: I, I, where
3: my seats are. Well, I'm, I got a new seat now. Not really formed a relationship with those people yet. But where I used to sit, are uh, not that many seats and dick holders around me. But there is a group that sits across the aisle from me that I've got to know pretty well through the years, and they're really upset. I mean, they're real vocal right now. One's extremely vocal all the time. And you know, they're saying, you know, what they're like, like what you're hearing from your side of the, from your section. And what's going on? What's happening? And there are no explanations of what, as to why. I mean, why, why Tolman? And why why was he not fitting in? I mean, you know, and you know, everybody talks about John Hines being a young player's coach. Well, he's not showing that, right? He hasn't shown that, especially with Tolman. And you know, he has not shown that. Plus, the forwards, for some reason, the I mean, defense has always been the big thing with the Predators. But the forwards, for some reason, have have never really been as consistent and you know you, you, as i've said before here everybody was depending on those guys from last year who had who had career years to have career years again and that's not happening and they should they should have expected that to happen but you've got to let these young guys play i mean Watson's a the coach knows this, you know, as long as you gotta let a young guy play and make a mistake or two but don't even be afraid that if he makes a mistake these out for they's going to be gone for, for several games or whatever from that standpoint, so I don't know. So it's, it's I think I'm like you. I think they're going to have to do something. Heinz was to play veteran players or physical. You knock people down. They're they're not very fast and they're not scoring goals. And you know, and that's the that's the thing right now. I mean, you look where look where they are in, in the overall situation. You got that on the board right now. You know, they're right now. They're not a playoff team.
1: No, they're not anywhere close. At this and, point, and,
3: that, and right unless something happens here pretty soon, I'm afraid they're gonna look around in December and think, well, you know, what are we gonna do? But you go back real quick and i kind of to talk about David paul or the rebuilding. Well, you know, he he didn't he he said that they were rebuilding, but I think sometimes you just have to break everything down and just start all over again. And I think some season ticket holders I've talked to would rather see that happen and suffer for a year or two than up to constantly go to the first round of the playoffs and get beat. And that'd be it. You know, so I think they'll look for some changes, make the team faster, make the team more skillful, and go from there. Maybe you have to bite the bullet for a year or two.
1: So I walked out of there last night admittedly disillusioned with what I saw. Oh, yeah. I, I saw yeah. kind of a lifeless product out there. Exactly. And I know that that I believe that if this continues – there's going to be a bomb go off here somewhere, whether it's David Poyle being forced to retire at the end of the year or John Hines being shown the door. Gee, they're going to have to do something. Are, are you in agreement that something's going to happen?
3: Oh, yeah, I think so. I think you've got, you know, it's easier to change coaches than is to do anything else. So I could see that happening. I'm sure the Barry Trots rumors will start, but I don't think Barry's ready. I don't think Barry's ready to come back to coaching. It'd be great if he was but I'm not sure that he's living in, he's got a house in Nashville now. So uh, again, so I don't know whether he'd be interested in coming back or not at this stage, but, but he might be the tonic they need to some extent. So uh, I want to see Dave. I mean, I think the world of David Poyle, I just, I mean, from a media standpoint, he's always, and he's always been great to deal with. And, you know, I'd like to see him if he is going to retire, I'd like to see him retire on a high note, Rather than say, "Okay, enough's enough," you need to move on. You know, yeah, rather, look, we'd rather see him leave on a high note of some sort. And I don't think right now, unless things drastically change, if this is his last season, it will be a high note, and I, I hate that. And he's a, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, just like his dad. He's going to be joining his dad on, on the, in, in Toronto and Hall of Fame, and you know that's that's a that's a definite. even though he hasn't won a Stanley Cup, you know that's, but he's done everything else but that, so he'll definitely wind up. Uh, in the Hall of Fame,
1: um, Watson. I know you know Gee well. Fire
4: back.
3: We won't talk about
4: Gee. How long do you think they go uh, in in the way they are in this 500-ish mode before they break and make moves and start over again? Because honestly, to me, the last three years. It's been, we're there, we're there, we can tweak it a little here, we can tweak a little here, we're about to get a Stanley Cup, and to me, this is the worst of the three. It uh, is. How long do you go before you start start uh, making big changes, not just little bitty changes, but big changes?
3: Well, there's some teams that are already out in the playoffs. I don't think the Predators have hit that mode yet. There's some teams that are already out in the playoffs, they not going. They they're pretty much can just give it up now. And How long do
4: you think it'd be before the Preds are out and, and, if they it, go at so this five hundred route they're going?
3: Well, I said to a couple, I said here a week or two ago that December was the, going to be the litmus test, and right now it's been kind of up and down. So I mean, if, if they can finish strong in December, maybe everybody stays where they are. But if they have a disastrous December, which looks like they're going, they're on the road to doing that. They've lost four, four straight now. Uh, they continue this and easily can boost the Winnipeg tomorrow night. Uh, so I think that, um, you know, if they keep this streak going that by first, by January 1st, the first week of January, they'll start making some decisions. And then you've got the trade deadline coming up as well. You know, there's several things coming up to make it, but uh, you, know, you don't get so far behind that you can't catch up. And, I, and that's, what, that's what I'm worried about with them right now, that they're going to they get so far behind that they're not ever, no matter what they do, it's not going to be much this year.
4: You know, I, I see such a parallel right now between the Preds and the Titans. It's scary. I mean, both teams, we thought they're close. They're really close, about to get over the hump, get into the playoffs and make big runs, uh, maybe a little better than the next year. And both both teams, gee to me, Missed on some first rounders that they've already gotten rid of paid too much money with guys. They got on free agents or trades. It's amazing. I see the parallels of these two teams right now.
3: That's true to some extent, but you can't really blame Tolvin for what happened to Tolvin because Tolvin is a talented player. He did everything they told him to do. And, you know, no wonder the Seattle Kraken picked him up so quick. I mean, He's got, he's got, he's got tons of talent. He just, for some reason he just wasn't meshing with Heinz and the, and the, and the management in general. Uh, so I don't, you know, for, you know, like, like George was saying earlier, nobody's saying why it happened. And, and you, you're not hearing anything from anybody about it as to why. What, but what, it you know, seems
1: lazy it is. is what it seems.
3: Yeah. yeah. And anyway, They're the point to cap space uh, because the, the the guys they had to bring up from Milwaukee, they're talking about cap space. But, uh, you know, that's something that they should have be been figuring up. You should know your cap space situation at all times and, and in pot, all possibilities. Uh, yeah, the, they missed those uh, So they really didn't miss on Tolman and has the skills he just hasn't, you know, just didn't develop in the in the Predator system maybe. He goes over to Kraken. See how Kraken did, might become a completely different player. Uh, well, he had an injury a couple seasons ago and he didn't really come back from that. He wasn't the same player after that, uh, after that injury, but he got better uh, the next season. Uh, but I think that people are going to look at, he goes to the crack and look, look, at the crack in their second year. They've got much better record than the Predators do.
4: Well, I mean, it, it, to me, it is a miss though. It's either you missed and taking him and he wasn't good enough or you miss and let him go way too quick. It's he's not here. He's sure. gone, and and we saw first rounders with the Titans kind of do the same thing. And then I I really think some of these guys we've brought in that are a little bit older, not old, but just a little bit, haven't performed up to their money Geek. and 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 they're
3: on some long term contracts. That's that's hard to deal with. Yeah, you but you like you say they have paid some players uh, the contracts, and at the time they seemed like. Good moves, but those, but none of those, but they haven't really liked Deshane. Everybody thought, wow, that's going to be a major, major deal. And everybody was, and a lot of teams were bidding high for Deshane. A lot of people put you that know, uh, everybody thought he was going to be a great addition. And for, for whatever reasons, he stumbled along for a while. Then last year, he has a great season, one of the best seasons he's had, not the best season. And, you know, this year, not so much. And you know Johansson the same way Johansson. I thought they'd get rid of last year, and they didn't. Nobody wants those salaries for one thing. I mean, oh. you know, the, the salaries are. T- but those salaries it's gonna be hard to move them. George, gee,
1: as I walked out of there last night, obviously a little disillusioned, and then listening to the season ticket holder mess afterwards it really shocked me but one of the things i asked myself during the game and this is a baseball term you know in baseball you hear that a guy is a major league baseball player or he's a triple a player but you also have this term in baseball the 4a player too good to be in triple a but when he gets to the majors doesn't really get much done gee how many 4a players do they have on that roster right now? Because I think the more I watch them, that's what I'm seeing: too many four A players.
3: Yeah, uh, you got you got some you got some players like that for sure. They they've been bringing up so many players from Milwaukee, and it used to be Milwaukee was the training ground uh, for these guys to become. Barry Trotz you say all the all players should go through Milwaukee, learn how to be pros. Well. No, he'd learn how to be pros. Learn how to play the game on a different level. And uh, I say right now they've got three or four players. I won't name them, but I say they've got three or four players, probably that would fit that criteria. Uh, the, the, but they've cut some guys that are big name players that just aren't performing. The big name players would perform. There wouldn't be a problem uh, with the other guys. I mean, it's, you've got it. The front line's got to start scoring, and the, and the special teams have been horrible. You know what? What was the Two or three power play goals from Edmonton last night, and Predators had zero. Uh, so um, you know, it's just uh, they've got to get the special teams going, going for sure. And that's something they should have worked on. That you would think during that time off they have when they had all that time off, you know, that's a perfect thing to work on the special teams. And basically, the way the power plays look like right now, I don't think they worked on it very much.
1: Since that long break, four in a row that have gone down the toilet. And uh, who knows where this is headed, but there is growing dissatisfaction among the ticket buyers. And frankly, I saw it last night. I saw pretty healthy pockets of empty seats, and this is too early in the year for that to be going on. Somebody has got to wake up and start to notice. Gee, thank you as always for the visit.
3: Well, I appreciate yeah, – it's uh, always appreciate being on. I was wondering about this week. I hadn't heard from you until the other day. So I thought, well, George doesn't love me anymore. So, But uh, it's good to be back on. No, I'm like yeah, – but I've, I've been hearing longer than that earlier. Yeah. That, that oh, yeah. It's time to do something. I mean, they've got to do something. And that's what the season ticket holders are saying right now. And you do that by not showing up. But those tickets are still been sold. So, you know.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. After the break – we're going to get into, I guess you'd call it the big six, the the bowl games. Am I right, Billy? Yep, They're not the playoff the games. New Year's six. The ones where somebody actually wants to play.
2: Yeah, well, we'll see about that. Jalen Hyatt and uh, Cedric Tillman both out for Tennessee, as, uh, as we talked about. Hyatt I didn't, today yeah, I didn't declared get to that.
1: for the NFL draft.
2: I didn't get to that in the update, but Hyatt will not play. Okay, stick around. We've got more coming.
1: This is Main Street Media Television.
2: For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by
0: logging on to DonleyTimmons.com. at WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics we pride ourselves in providing access innovation and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical and cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full service treatments with a customer experience that is calming casual and effective. Independently owned. Providing medical, surgical, pediatric and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics access to healthier your skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way, 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Duret Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. 1865. The First Baptist Church of Galton on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last and the lost. Providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome.
1: Take a quick look at the big six that are not the college football playoff games and see if we can make heads or tails out of these games. So we'll go close to home with the orange bowl. Watson, this is what I think I know. There'll be a lot of orange in the stands. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wonder. I, I, I thought about this the other day. Are you are we gonna be able to tell that? The, because they there are different shades? Yeah, they
4: are different shades. Oh, they're way different shades. Yeah. They ought to let them both wear their orange jerseys. Wouldn't that be a treat? Oh, this? and just create a just complete orange color rush.
3: Oh.
1: Uh, um, so Watson, doesn't this come down to Milton's got to play pretty well on Tennessee's end. He's got to play a lot better than he did against Vandy. And the backup kid at Clemson, who looked so good against North Carolina, that's got to continue.
4: You would think that Clemson would be the favorite. I don't know lines. Well, it's up there, isn't it? Clemson is favorite. Yeah, two and a half. Because of their defense. Clemson's defense is a whole lot better than, than Tennessee's defense is. I would have said Tennessee's offense is a whole lot better than Clemson's, but those two, three, I mean, Hendon Hooker, Tillman, and and Hyatt, gone, that's a little hard to say that with those three guys not out there. So I think you're right. Tennessee's going to have to score points to win the game because they're going to give up some. And can they? They're not going to be able to do what they did to Vanderbilt, just absolutely hand it off and run right over them. So they're going to have to – Milton's going to have to play. So, I think it all goes back to number seven, which is probably what needs to really happen for Tennessee to find out if he's going to be the guy or not.
2: Yeah. Uh, where where are we going next, Billy? Up next, the Sugar Bowl. Number five, Alabama is a five-and-a-half-point favorite over Kansas State, and this is a game, George and Watson, you look at it, who wants to be here? Is Alabama going to want to be here? How many opt-outs do you have? Uh, K-State coming off a Big 12 championship win for the first time since 2003.
1: So it seems like there are a lot of intangibles. This is the first time in a long time that Alabama has played a game around New Year's that didn't matter at all. Normally, they're used to being in the playoff hunt. Watson, if I think I'm right about this, I have not heard Bryce Young make a commitment, yay or nay, about this game.
4: He has not at this point. I've been looking for it, George, to see if there's anybody that would play. I would say Bryce Young would play. He just, he's been an Alabama kid and he loves the place. And, but he has not declared either way yet. And I'm telling you, Kansas State is a better football team than everybody gives them credit for. They sure are. That everybody is saying, well, if Alabama's not ready to play, they could get beat. Alabama could get beat if they're ready to play. Kansas State is a good, football team and I promise you they're going to be ready to play because they've not been here many times and just just won the big one right before this so everybody is pumped in their camp and so I don't think this is any give me even if Alabama plays well I I think the point spread might be a little high for me yeah um, a
1: lot of people speculated it would be Alabama minus three that'd be more what I would think yeah it's gone well past that to five and a half yep but that could change based on Bryce Young. Yep. yep. A declaration there could change it.
2: And, Watson, you talk about K-State. They've won five of their last six. And in those five wins, they're averaging over 40 points a game. No, this which is that- a
4: good football team. They're not getting near the credit because of what's on the side of their helmet and because what's on the side of Alabama's helmet. And so you say, well, they can't play with Alabama. They, dadgum sure can play with Alabama. Uh, If they're playing in the first round of the playoffs, it would be a good football game, if you ask me. And they've they've been. I I was very impressed at the end of the year with Kansas State. Probably more impressed with them even than TCU. I mean, Kansas State was tough at the end of the year. Nobody wanted to mess with them.
1: That was no fluke that they won that game. No,
4: No. it wasn't a fluke at all. And they've been playing. We thought they were a better team watching the
2: game. Will Howard has uh, has really played well, so we'll and the, see. And the truth of it is, Will Howard is
1: every bit as good as Adrian Martinez. Martinez had a really nice run at K-State where he quit being a turnover machine, but at Nebraska, that's absolutely what he was. Will Howard is a 1A or a 1B. He's not a 2.
4: No, he's- no, he, he, he's not. He's good enough to take them to a victory in this one game. I'm telling you, he is
2: well, we'll see about uh, this one, the the Peach Bowl. We're getting – is a chronological order. So Oh, so we're getting a little – So I guess I did kind of trick you guys yeah, there a little bit. It uh, is a big trick. <laughs> interesting but, uh, uh, helmet
1: on Georgia. Is that a
2: – Yeah, I kind of reversed it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I noticed f- that. Flipped it. Uh, okay. But uh, so, George, they're a six-and-a-half
1: point favorite right now. I would think Watson, number one, the Ohio State kids would have a lot of incentive. They got their butt handed to them. I would also think that there's less pressure playing Georgia than there would be if they had to go up against Michigan again. Oh, yeah. Because that's where the pressure would be. If Ryan Day got his hat handed to him a third time in a row
4: by Michigan, whoo, next year would be. A
2: little, Look out.
4: A I, I think this will be a good game, but there's no way I think Ohio State wins it. I, I think Georgia wins the game, they're just better. They're more physical. Uh, they're they're just a better team, and I I don't think Ohio State can play with them. Ohio State lost their tailback the other day to a foot injury uh, surgery. Yep, he's not playing. So the quarterback's a good player, but he has not had anybody in his face like he's fixing to have on that night when those Georgia guys, those big guys inside. What is it, Carter? The 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 big kid that may be the first guy, first non-quarterback taken in the draft this year. The human, I mean, he's a man. The human airlift machine. Faced this kind of speed, length, in the secondary and size up front, I don't think they can play with them, but I don't think they get embarrassed. I think it would be a good game. Let's
1: see how neutral site the Peach Bowl is. Yeah, I and mean, then I forget that big piece,
2: to say sure. the least. Moving on. Moving on here as uh, we move along – Fiesta Bowl, number three TCU and number two Michigan. Michigan's a pretty big favorite in this one right now. Do you guys give TCU any shot in this? At I don't think they beat
4: the nine five. That's too high for me. I think they'll score points, and they have to because Michigan will get theirs. TCU is the is the one that's in there that does not have a great defense, and they're not a solid defense, and they've given up points inconsistently, but given them up all year long. I think Michigan gets their points. Uh, Max is going to have to have a great game, and TCU's got the score. I'm going to say, guys, no less than 35 to win the game.
1: I think you're right, and my gut feeling is, just like you said in the other game, Michigan's
4: just better. uh, The fronts, the, the defensive front seven and the tight end, uh, offensive linemen are better than TCU's in football, especially college football. If usually those two pieces are there and you don't have a bad quarterback, you you win the games. Physicality still matters in college football. All of that said,
1: TCU getting here is a remarkable story. Oh, and, yeah. And it speaks to their coaching staff, who admittedly had a dumb Call at the end of that K State game, but it also speaks to Max Duggan's toughness. Yes. That kid is tough as nails.
2: He's that team. He's the he's yeah, the soul of that team. The,
1: he is.
4: I did, uh, I, guys, I thought Sonny docks should have been shoe in for Coach of the Year. I don't know who ended up getting it. I think he did. Cup. I thought he did get it. Did he get it? I don't know, but he should. I
2: think you have so many different yeah, you've ones got that you end up with about four or five yeah. different winners. Yeah, I know it's
4: too he many. One ones, of them tell you the truth.
2: Yeah, But on Michigan, Blake Corn was the guy we were all talking about, and he's hurt. But Donovan Edwards, he has stepped in, and he's averaging about eight yards a carry uh, behind that offensive line.
4: You look at the last two games of the holes that he's running through. Geez. I mean, now there, there's, there's some gashes. We hadn't seen that in Titans football in a while. But there's some gashes in there right now with what Michigan's doing in the running game. And that's what TCU's got to figure out a way to stop. If I just worry about them stopping the run. If they can't, they're going to give up points, and they're also not going to have the ball a lot. So it's that's what scares me for
2: TCU. Small margin of error for TCU. Let's go. Yeah, got right. to score and got to be unbelievably
4: good on offense that night.
2: All right, last couple here. Cotton Bowl. This is interesting because Tulane is playing in its first big time bowl game in forever. You know, it seems like, and USC is a team that just got beat by Utah in the Pac-12 championship. Caleb Williams will play though. Uh, but they, they're a small favorite. Yeah, but
1: hold on. What, what does that mean? I mean, I need to know before I'm putting, you know, the house and the rent on USC, I need to know what level of health he's at, Watson, because when that Utah game ended, that didn't look like, oh, just snap your finger
4: and it'll be fine. Four weeks with a hamstring is quick if it's a good hamstring. Right. If if he's got a grade 2 or better hamstring uh George, that's quick. Usually that's about 6 weeks before they really start showing signs. And so that's a good question. And Tulane will be a pest. They're solid on defense and they have a really good running back. I mean, a really good running back and Southern Cal struggles with the run. We've watched them all year long. I'm surprised that point total is not higher than that. I don't think Tulane wins, but I think it's a close game.
2: The, the last
4: time the Tulane – The thing you
1: don't know, Billy, is what level of interest does USC really yeah, have?
4: Yeah, the level yep. is Caleb healthy.
2: Yep. Yeah, the last time Tulane played in a bowl game like this was in 1939. It was the Herbert – Watson covered that game.
4: Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. I didn't mean to
2: throw the alley-oop there, Watson.
4: I was old enough to play in the old two lane stadium where the old sugar oh, uh, Yeah,
2: yeah. Is I, that still? Did, that's not still. I didn't play there.
4: a game in there.
2: All right, it was last a great one. Great old stadium. Rose Bowl, Penn State and Utah. James Franklin able to get back into the Rose Bowl uh, with Ohio State into the playoff. And Utah guys, kind of like K State, they're a team. They just get it done. Not not too many stars on that team, but they get it done. Wrong team is favored. I agree, with I, that.
4: If if I got to pick one, I wish it more points, George. For you, uh, underdogs, this would be my pick. I I just think Utah. I, I was so impressed with him in that last game of the year, man. They're no going to be hard to handle, and We're in the Rose Bowl, uh, they played well in the Rose Bowl a year ago. I I, I go Utah in this one. And I the, think if you had, had a
1: twelve-team playoff today, there are not many years the eight would win.
2: That's an eight that could win. Dangerous. Nobody wants to play them. Yep. And Watson's right. That game last year in the Rose Bowl versus Ohio State was nuts. Yeah. Nuts. They they get a chance at redemption this year. Listen, wrong teams favored.
1: Utah wins. Book it. Book it already. Book it already. Oh,
4: it's.
2: Early book it. Look. Stay away from
4: it if he said book it.
2: (laughs) Stay away. (laughs) Okay. We need to go to a break. Yes, we do.
1: And then we'll have stat of the day, which frankly we have bombed at lately. And then my buddy Dale Roble, the man running last minute toy store. One of the big reasons that we did the plaster and friends celebrity bowling night will join us. His big season is about to start. And I want you to know about it. (music) When I made the decision to host the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night, Strike and Spare is where I turned. And what a wise decision that turned out to be. They have five locations in our area with family attractions. They're perfect for birthdays, groups and corporate outings, and holiday parties. For more info, it's simple. Go to strikeandspare.com.
7: You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone.
1: Hit After Hit has become the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several Iron Mike pitching machines as well as a Hit Tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Hey boy we're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night.
6: Walmart supply chain is hiring in Lebanon. Earn up to 2225 an hour when you join our new fulfillment center. Enjoy competitive pay and premium perks, including 100% paid college tuition. 401k match. Flexible schedules, a free Walmart Plus membership that includes discounts and free Paramount Plus. Paid time off and so much more. Fulfilling work starts right here. Text JOIN to 240240. That's JOIN 240240 to apply now. This is attorney Bart
0: Durham, and this is me. I'm Aliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year. I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham
4: Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor trailer cases. My dad and I want to help.
7: Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Hey everyone, I'm John English, this is Keith Wallace, and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster.
2: Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It's now time for Stat of the Day. It is brought to you by John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. They've got everything you need if you're a sports fan, antique and historical sports equipment, games, advertising, and many other sport-related items. You can find them in Shelbyville, of course, Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5, and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5. You can find them online as well at johnenglishgradedcards.com. Also, Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. Give Eric a call at 615-490-7052 or visit rockcastlewealth.com for more information. Okay, let's see what Michael has cooked up for today as we move to it. In the last 15 seasons, only one running back above the age of 28 in the NFL has led the league in single-season rushing yards. Who is it? Okay, Watson. The first
1: name that comes to mind for me would be Adrian Peterson. How about you?
4: Yeah, I'd throw him right up there. Um, Emmett Smith, maybe. But that, was that? That's earlier than fifteen seasons.
1: Yeah, because that was nineties.
4: Yep, and that's not it. Uh, it's Derrick Henry. What was Derek when he led the league in rushing? How old was he? He'd be right there, wouldn't he? I think so. He'd be
1: right on that line. So let me ask you this. Is it as simple
4: as it's one of the two? Well, just sitting here trying to think in 30 seconds time, yeah. I mean, we had not had time. We don't have time to go through it deep. But I'd, I'd throw those two. I like both those names. I like both those names.
2: Let's see what we got. All right. It is Adrian Peterson. Ah,
4: yeah. There
2: we go. 30 years of age in 2015. That'll help my (laughs) self-esteem. That'll
1: bolster it a little bit. I know. There's another comment coming here, isn't there?
2: Yeah, I'm waiting on it. From me?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, I agreed with it.
4: You said, what do you think about that name? I said, yeah. I I said, that will help my self-esteem. Oh, you're, oh, well, your self-esteem don't need help, but it would <laughs> just add well.
1: to your self-esteem. I, I don't know uh, he knocked
2: it down. alley Okay, here we go. Yeah, here we go, George. It's time for the 5 o'clock hour. We got Dale Roble from the Last Minute Toy Store coming up, and uh, this hour is presented by Middle Tennessee Bone & Joint. They combine state-of-the-art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere, whether it's a sports injury, a sprained ankle, or a major joint replacement. They've got everything you need to get you taken care of visit them online at mtbj.net for more information as we lead you to the interview with dale roble well as a lot
1: of you know when we did the plaster and friends celebrity bowling night a couple of weeks ago uh, a good chunk of the proceeds are going to a charity that i believe in so much uh, the last minute toy store the the truth of it is i work. As a volunteer i don't know about 10 years ago uh, at last minute toy store through two friends of mine rick and suzanne region who got me to be a volunteer and that's where i ended up meeting dale roble and at the time i was so moved by the experience that i kind of said to myself if i ever do another charity event that amounts to anything i want some of the proceeds To go to last minute toy store because it is incredible what has gone on so dale what is this week like as you get ready for this onslaught and we're going to get specific in a minute about what i mean by the onslaught what's it like
7: yeah right now i mean behind me you can see everybody's here getting the toy store set up i think you can see it going on here Outside, we literally have uh, tractor-trailer trucks uh, being brought in. Our trailers are being brought in. Uh, We're we're in the setup process. So we open up, as you know, George, on Friday. Uh, We start our orientation at 9 a.m. And and our first guest comes through the door at um, 10 a.m. So this week has really been a lot of work, just getting prepared, getting things set up, making sure our systems, because this is the first year since uh, the pandemic that we've been back in person. So we're having to remind ourselves how all this works. You know, last year, last few years, we did a drive through and George, I know you all were out there as well. So, um, you know, it, it is, it, it's a busy time and we're running around and we're getting everything set up right now. And, um uh, you're a huge part of that and uh, a lot of the toys that we got coming in are are because of yours truly so we we love you or hate you depending on which volunteers we have outside that's doing <laughs> all the sorting So
1: well that certainly took a direction i wasn't expecting no, i'm just kidding so, so let, let's talk about one of the heroes here uh because keeping this thing alive uh it, it's miraculous it's an act of god You've gotten a huge piece of help from Sheriff Darren Hall. Let's talk about
7: that. Yeah. Sheriff Darren uh, Hall has been uh, truly a godsend for us. Um, You know, kind of what happened was uh, we were 61st all those years, Pastor Paul, I mean, he is the reason why this thing is still going and, and existing and he's still, we, we actually talk about him today and some of his values that he instilled in all of us and uh so the time came where 61st closed and the last minute toy store was kind of up in the air and uh, it was kind of going to ride off into the sunset and we thought no we just can't let that happen so uh, it's easy to keep something like this going but the hard part is where are you going to do it where can you bring thousands of people so we met all over town we met with different people and uh, that's when uh i had a lunch via steve ford with uh sheriff hall and uh he sheriff hall to his credit Pointed me all over Nashville go here try this try that and after most of those roads ended up in the dead and he said "Why have we ever thought about doing it at our services center and of course his staff about fell over in their seats when he said that but he looked at me and says what are you doing right now you want to go over there and see it and I was like it's on so we drove over here and I was just like are you kidding me this would be a perfect spot so a lot of logistics Davis County Sheriff's Office Sheriff Hall They go above and beyond Uh, the toy stores. We know it now would not be possible without them. So God bless him. God bless all of them for, for what they do for so many thousands and thousands of children here in Nashville.
1: Dale aim the camera if you can, where people can see a little bit of what you're talking about and then give people an idea of what will happen starting on Friday.
7: Yeah. So what, what happens starting on Friday is our guests will come in. And you can kind of see behind me, you know, we have, we have areas that are all set up throughout the store and they will walk into these big, huge rooms and it's literally set up just like a toy store. You see boxes and crates all around us, but when they go, they'll they'll actually be able to come into these rooms and shop. So one of our values here at the last minute toy store is that our guests can choose the gifts for themselves. We want them to have that value. So when they come through, they're able to go to their area, their age group. As you can see, some of these areas like behind me, they'll have age groups like zero to three is behind me. So if you have an infant or a newborn, you can go pick out a gift for that child. But mom, grandma, guardian can pick those out and it gives them that dignity. And uh, that's one of our big values. So, I mean, our toy store now runs even all the way outside. We have books, but this year we don't have books. We have a library that's set up. Our sporting goods is in a massive area. And we have an amazing partnership with, you know, American, uh, Mayor Sports and, and Wilson, who sends over, as you know, George, I mean, so many sporting goods. It's so fantastic. Um, but, uh, it's just a labor of love from all of We're an all volunteer organization, as you know, and, and, uh, we have no paid staff. So it, it takes a thousand, we have literally have a thousand volunteers that are signed up to, to volunteer this weekend, actually. It's about 1200 volunteers that are signed up to be part of this. That's just volunteers.
1: Billy, the big shot over here says, tell him to do the, the camera horizontally. Okay, let's, let's do. Yeah. So we get a little bit better look right now this way. All right. So here's one of the things I remember about this from the first time I ever went. So you put me immediately to taking families who were looking for Christmas gifts uh, that, that I would sort of help them. Yes. And with one of them, I said something stupid like, so I guess you're looking forward to Christmas. And I'll never forget this as long as I live. The woman looked at me and she goes, this is all the Christmas my family is going to have. Right. And I mean, that hit me like a ton of bricks. You know, it's not like, we're so stupid that we don't know that there are people suffering, but when you hear it and see it firsthand, it gets to your heart. That's the bottom line.
7: It does. And I mean, it's there's, there's something special about the last minute toy store in that just like you did today, you go shopping, but you donate toys, you donate gifts, but then you can come out and you can serve. So we, we call what you were doing our shoppers. So you don't actually shop for them but you walk with them as they pick out their gifts where else can you donate a gift or donate a hundred dollars or donate whatever then come down volunteer and you actually get to see and get to visit with and love on our end user and those are those that need it the most and uh, that's the experience you have and i mean we have thousands and thousands of experiences like that Uh, You know, literally every single year, almost every single day as the toy store opens, where people are able to come out and uh, experience that that gift of giving and watching, you know, mom, dad, grandmother, whoever, um, have the joy of picking out just the right gift for their child. And all our gifts here, again, are are free. They're unwrapped and they're brand new. so.
1: So, Dale, you brought up the volunteer part. So yes, I'm going to bring it up now. Okay. On Friday, I'll be out there from about nine in the morning to about two in the afternoon before yes, I come in and do this show. Yes, sir. And the truth of it is this, is, this is the greatest gift you can have. Because, you know, yeah. when, when you get older and you're looking for, you know, something that gives you the Christmas spirit, man, if this doesn't, you're already clinically dead and you just don't know it. So how can some people join me, whether it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, what do they need to do if they're seeing this and they're saying, you know what? I can do this. I want to be a volunteer.
7: Yeah, well, first of all, George, you, you are a VIP. So that means we put that means we put you outside in the cold and give you the worst job. So uh, <laughs> that's what
1: region wanted you to do. And, oh,
7: yes. Yeah. So he's like, what toilet do you need washed? So, I mean, here <laughs> our VIPs, are our guests. But, you know, what what happens is uh, if you have people that are watching this right now and they want to come volunteer, we're needing people right now. We call them Santa's uh, helpers. You know, Santa's got a brand new bag. So w- when our guests come through, they fill up their bags. And then when they exit out the back, uh, we need probably 50, 100 people a day that are going to be carrying those bags, taking them into the library, going over and, and helping with bikes for those that are getting those, and then helping them into our shuttles that will run them back to their car. It's not a huge thing, but it is kind of an outdoor thing, and it's something that we're lacking on right now. And it, it is something that we're needing help on for sure right now. So uh, they can either go to the website or they can come and say, hey, I'm, I'm here to help. Um, uh, carry those Santa bags and get them loaded into cars. And, and uh, trust me, we will put them to work, as you know. So uh, that, that's one way they can do it. Another way they can, you know, donate toys. Our drive-through is going on 10 to 5 every single day um, uh, for the next, all the way through next Monday. Uh, they can also go online and, and donate money. If you give $100, we send out people like you, George, and, and you go shopping and you clean out those stores and, and you bring all those gifts back. So that, that's a lot of what we do. So, oh, and, I, listen, and I heard you had a good day today. Is that oh, true?
1: listen, there's nothing more fun than acting like a four year old acting like Billy does uh, over here. And um, there's, there's
2: quite a few shots I'm on me. Yeah.
1: Well, Ouch. when you told him when you gave him that I'm the director, get him to do horizontal. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm wow. trying to make
2: this show look Yo, a little I bit better, <laughs> I know you are. So,
1: um, you know, it, it's just it, it's the most incredible thing I have ever seen. And and so let me let me see if I've got this right. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 6 to 7,000 families need your services, need your help how do you determine who those people are
7: yes so um what we do is our, our process is that they register online and then when they do that uh we do vet every single person that that registers so number one they we cross-reference nashville's other charities um and and if they've been served by another charity they are not eligible for us it's you know we you're not allowed to go to every charity in town and and receive gifts from them it's only fair second thing is when they come they have to show proof of need and that could be um, it could be, uh, their W two, it could be government assistance of some sort. It could be a pink slip of some sort, but, uh, they have to show and demonstrate some sort of proof of need. We have free toys here, but this is a ministry for those in need, and there's not free toys for those who are not in need. And so we do vet those processes. And when they finally get through that, that's when they come to the door. But, um, we actually, sadly, we do have people that are not qualified or, you know try to work system but we call those one percenters and and uh, we, we do realize people try to do that but we do our best to make sure we are serving those who need it and need it the most so uh, that is the process when people sign up and then they come through we, we help them in the best way we can and then we end up walking them back uh, to their car or to the shuttle wishing them a Merry Christmas and and off they go. And uh, they're, the gifts are not from the last minute toy store. They're not from George, they're not from us. That They are actually from however they celebrate Christmas at their house, whether it's Santa Claus or mom and dad or whoever. And that's another one of our values is that we are assisting moms and dads, parents and guardians that are in need in this community because every child should wake up on Christmas and have a wonderful Christmas. That's one of our values. And and we, we give them those uh, to the parents and we hope they present them in Jesus name because that's what we do here as well. But um, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's an awesome thing. There's there, I believe it's the best Christmas, uh, ministry charity in, in, in Nashville, and it's truly a Nashville thing. And, uh, it's a partnership with, with so many of our Nashville media celebrities. I mean, George, would, you have 50, 60 celebrities out supporting us. It's an amazing thing. And I don't think they're there necessarily for the last minute toy store at all. They're there for you, but you're able to rally those resources to help oh, those in need I, and God bless you.
1: Listen, first of all, this is truly as good a charity as I have ever seen. And I'm thrilled uh, that there is such a good feeling that I got a year ago. I was able to volunteer for a full day, almost 12 hours worth. And you come away from that. I mean, if you don't come away from that with yes, a sir. good feeling, you are clinically dead. That yes. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> Secondly, Dale, I am so proud of you. And the leadership position you took when this thing could have died. Yeah. You've gotten a lot of help, but you got a lot of people on board with your vision and your belief of what this could be. And when I see what, when I hear stuff like shuttle and by the way, go horizontal again, let's see all that oh, stuff in the background. Oh,
7: back, back there, up there. Okay, oh
1: I'll yeah. Listen. I mean, That's when right. I see all that,
7: hey, everybody wave all, your hand back there.
1: Yeah, I realize the the level of commitment you personally, you and your wife have had to this, and I couldn't be prouder of you.
7: Yeah, um, yeah, I just can't take credit for all that. It was definitely a team. I got to give credit to Paul Slintz, who was a huge part of mentoring me during this process. And for whatever reason, he would sit down in my office and say, you know, at some point, and um you know we have an incredible team here, and that is what it is. We're all volunteers. There's no one paid. It's truly a labor of love, and yeah. and it takes a thousand of us, and that includes you, George. That includes even your your massive celebrity Billy, that everybody was seeking his <laughs> autograph down there. And I mean, <laughs> I have never seen a guy draw such attention in crowds as <laughs> as Billy was at that celebrity event. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. But um, you know, it's it's uh, it's an amazing thing. I appreciate your compliments, but you know, all the glory goes to God really. And um, I'm just proud to be a small part of this. And uh, every year it is my Christmas and uh, to, to us. So we, we just love it. And uh, I think as a national institution, this is our 29th year, our 29th Amazing. year doing this. And Amazing. I have been here all of them, but it's 29 years. We still have Dan Arnfield and Joanne Beller who are two of the originals. And they're the last two that were there day one. And I should bring them on some year. So. they
1: are season ticket holders i'm simply at this point. i'm nothing more than a flex pack
7: that's right i don't know you're, you're the lexus lounge i think maybe I oh know. wow i like that
1: i like that hey i'll see you friday morning
7: all right see you george can't wait Bye. that's dale
1: roble he is the pastor at highland park church and what he has done to keep last minute toy store alive is absolutely amazing Okay, when we come back, we'll talk about former Titans quarterback Marcus Mariota. Strange story coming out of Atlanta. This is Main Street Media Television.
0: Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty.
1: Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links.
2: I'm Bart Durham. I was
4: sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a
7: firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems at work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000.
6: This is Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email Eric at rockcastlewealth.com.
1: Well, I hope all of you uh, enjoyed the feature that we did with Dale Roble. Billy, it's, um, it has been a real privilege to be involved with Last Minute Toy Store. That has become, for me, a real labor of love. Um, it, it is just an amazing charity that does so much good. And there is so much more need today, let's say, than 10 years ago. It's scary. And what they're doing is phenomenal.
2: Yeah, George, it's got me wanting wanting to get involved uh, with them. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure I'll, I'll try to do my best to, to get over there sometime soon. I mean, this is the time of year to do it. And they do so much good uh, in the community. It's, It'll be uh,
1: Friday through Monday are the four days that, that close to 7,000 families will go through there. And I'm telling you, it is a sea of cars going by there. I know Watson Brown is back with us. Watson, I hope you were able to see the feature and you know now uh, why this gets to me the way it does.
4: Oh, no, I saw it. I mean, first time last year. It didn't take long to, to know this is a, this is a, the real deal to me, George. I, I've said this, I said it a year ago, say it again now. Brenda and I have only give money to children's top things. That's what we've done in, in our time. and. And, uh, man, I don't know if there's a better one than this. How in the world could it be better than a kid getting to walk in and pick out what they want or somebody picking it out for them and knowing what they want or whatever, George, how can it get any better than that? Yeah.
1: It's, uh, the, the first time I went was to a little church on 61st Avenue off of Charlotte and, you know, each of these, uh, You know, when the parents come in and pick gifts, they were given Christmas trees, they were given bicycles, they were given food. It blew me away (laughs) on a much smaller scale than what it is now. And this guy, Dale Roble, I'm telling you, this guy has been a miracle worker. You talk about being inspired and getting people on board with his vision. I don't know that I've ever seen anything like it.
4: Well, it's easy for him, to me, watching him and watching him at the bowling alley. And, and it's easy because he, he believes it. He's so sincere. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, he, he can he could just melt you talking about it because you can see it in his face. It's not the words as much as just watching his reactions when he talks about it. And, and uh, so I, I understand. I can see why it's been successful. I appreciate you doing what you've done to add to it, and Love it. and uh, you could have picked a lot of different things to to raise money for, and I I think you picked some good ones to be real honest. And this and is this wonderful. one would be my top one.
1: Oh yeah. So weird story coming out of Atlanta. I had been hearing for weeks the pressure building from the Falcon fan base that Marcus Mariota was not playing particularly well. They've got Desmond Ritter, excuse me, Desmond Ritter, the kid from Cincinnati, the rookie, waiting in the wings, kind of the heir apparent. And finally, Arthur Smith made the move about a week ago. The Falcons had a bye week, and he informed (laughs) Marcus Mariota last Thursday that Ritter would, from that point on, be the starter, I guess the rest of the year. And the reports are that Mariota bolted. Now there's been some backtrack since then. His wife delivered their first child. He's had some injury stuff, but the reports are that he left, that he bolted.
4: Yeah. And I, I, when I read that, it really disappointed me because you know, Daggum well, I've been, I've been in Marcus Mariota's corner from day one and, and I really thought he would go play well, wherever his next shot was. And, uh, but I, I read late this afternoon, he is having surgery. So at least maybe there is a there there George, cause it bothered me. I, I never would have thought he'd have walked out and said, well, I'm hurt. I'm just, I'm, I'm leaving. And, uh, but I, I read late this afternoon and and Billy can look it up if he wants, but that he is going to have surgery may have already had it or going to have it tomorrow or whatever it is a knee Uh, Marcus without his wheels is not not going to be he can't it's not all arm with Marcus we've known that I've known that I've always said use him right and but if he's had a bad wheel all year that's that'll be part of it it's gonna be interesting though George I mean he very well could be gone he may have played his last game in Atlanta and be be back on the market again or I don't know what his contract is, but if it, it is, it's, a two it's year, going to be pretty, interesting. Pretty, Watson, pretty good
1: deal. Two years, about $15, 16000000
4: So he's got another year left. Yeah, sure if, does. If they, if they want to keep him, it's going to be I, – I think it's a good move, personally. Whether he's hurt or not, I think I would have done this. If they're out of the running, and I think they are, tell me if I'm wrong, they may not be mathematically, but they pretty much probably are.
1: Well, only because of that division. Yeah, that I know. Just a shot. It's just like the Titans' division. Yeah. But um,
4: I think I'd want to see my draft pick and oh, see him play. I, I think yeah. I think Arthur Smith is doing the right thing here. And yet I'm a Marcus Mariota corner guy. But I, I think he's doing the right thing. And and if Marcus is hurt, I know he's doing the right thing.
2: Yeah, it does look like you're right, Watson' his season looks like it's over. He, he's going to have knee surgery and and uh, be placed on IR. So. <laughs> He's, yeah, uh, it, it right, like I thought same, I read yeah. that
4: right before we came on the air and uh, which made me feel better. Cause I told George earlier, I said, man, this disappoints me. It just don't sound like a, that. He'd walk out like that. And, and, and yet George, I think he did walk out even though he's having the surgery. I do think that happens. So that's, that just don't sound like him to no. me. And I thought if anybody was in his corner, it would have been Arthur Smith. So, if they've had a falling out now, long over, I don't know where it goes from here.
2: And he was playing pretty well, too. at, at least he at, playing you know, okay. He I'm not
3: going early, to defend
4: him.
1: I'm not going to defend him. Than, than in the last month, Watson, would you buy that?
4: Yeah. And, and you see his stats today. I looked them up. He's 61%. I think it was 15 touchdowns to nine interceptions. That's – that's Joe ball. That's average Joe ball. That's nothing fantastic. It's not awful. Uh, but you, you, in the NFL, you've got to pass for better than 61%. And you, you need that touchdown interception ratio to be a bigger bigger difference there than it is. Um, but I, I, I hope he gets one more shot healthy. Um, Marcus will play hurt. I watched him do it with the Titans no and, and a lot of times won't say anything, George. That's a positive. The negative was he was hurt a lot yeah. with the Titans. He was. He tried to play with it, but he couldn't. He'd look awful sometimes when he'd be out there trying to play, if you remember, on one leg and trying to move around and uh just just didn't. I think he's a tough kid, uh, but he is injury prone. There's no doubt. I want to ask you
1: this, because It seems like a tale of two tapes. Jalen Hurts comes out of Alabama with a little bit of a reputation before he went to Oklahoma that he was not very accurate as a thrower. So much so that Nick Saban kind of pulled the reins in on him. Uh, Certain levels of throws Saban didn't want him trying. So there were accuracy issues about Jalen Hurts. I have believed all along that Marcus's biggest problem is he's just not a very accurate thrower. I I remember saying it to you when he was a Titan, too many balls thrown behind receivers. Watson, how did Jalen Hurts basically wipe away that stigma and Marcus Mariota has not been able to.
4: Jalen gets a lot of credit to me because, number one, they're using Jalen right. He carries the ball a ton. He has a bunch of RPOs, which was what he threw best in college. He could put the ball in the belly and raise up and hit a slant or a, or a hitch or a quick out or something like that. When, when Jalen threw in rhythm, George, he was good. Uh, He's still probably 70%. That's his throws even today, but he's become a much better drop back passer. I wonder if it's just not confidence growing as it's gone. Now all of a sudden he's become a better drop back passer. I also see fundamental things. He's doing so much better than he did in college. His balance. Now he's open to targets more. I don't want to get complicated here, but. Somebody has worked with him and it's not always somebody on the staff. A lot of times these guys go in the off season to different people and get some help. Jalen went to work. In my personal opinion, he threw the ego out the door. He listened. He said, I think you're right. I got to get better at this, this, and this, and by golly, he's done it. I'm probably, uh, as proud of him as anybody in the league and making, making up ground more than maybe anybody in the league, George, could you, could you name one that's come further in a year than Jalen hurts? No, it's
1: remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable.
4: And all the credit goes to Jalen. He went to work. He didn't, he didn't say, I don't know what they're talking about. No, I'm better than what they're saying. He didn't do that. He kept his mouth shut he went to work and now he's probably going to be the MVP of the league if he stays healthy
1: do you think Marcus has fought this label and won't admit I've got to improve accuracy?
4: I I don't know. All I can say is I've been disappointed that he really hasn't. How about that? I, I can't say it any better. I don't know what's happened. If, if his attitude wasn't the same, they're very similar in, in styles Marcus and Jalen, Jalen is stronger than Marcus, a lot stronger than Marcus. Good
1: Lord, that's- he's stronger than the world.
4: Yes, but that's means- the difference in the two. Marcus does not have the brute strength that Jalen Hurts has. and uh, But for some reason, Jalen made the jump, and Marcus has, has not made the jump. He stayed about where he was, in my opinion.
1: Okay, let, let me try it this way. You tell me what you think. Basically, Marcus's NFL life has been spent with Arthur Smith. And I believe in Nashville that Arthur Smith did not use the strengths of Marcus Mariota nearly as well as he could have. And frankly, I think he's been much better about using Marcus's strengths in Atlanta when I've watched their games. If it was as simple as snapping your fingers and you remove Jalen Hurts from Philly, And you put Marcus Mariota in there with the things Philly is doing because they have similar skill sets. Would Marcus be a big star in Philly?
4: I don't think Marcus, now that Jalen has worked out some passing issues, he's a lot better at Marcus and a lot of other things. He's a better runner. He's so much stronger in the pocket. He can he can pull out of tackles much better than Marcus could. If you remember, Marcus would go down pretty quick. Yeah. Jalen don't. He can pull. I just think the all the other skills Jalen is better at than Marcus is. And that's not to put Marcus down. Marcus is a good NFL quarterback and has ability. Jalen is just now that he can drop back and throw balls like he did against us, when I that's when I've watched him the most that day. Man, he's 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 throwing corner routes right over the shoulders. I mean, throws I never saw him make in college. I yeah. never saw him make throws like that. And but the rest of the stuff, nobody in the league is better at than Jalen Hurts. And now that he's through the through the drop back pass stuff with it, man, the sky's the limit as long as he stays healthy. And I hope he does because he'll throw his body around now. He does, and, and sometimes that'll end up getting you in the long run. But He ain't much for going down now. No, no, he does <laughs> not
2: we, we talk about it factor a lot in, in football. I feel like Jalen has a little bit of that. You know, you saw it at Alabama where, you know, he came in, replaced Tua, and, you know, you've seen a little bit of it now, Watson, where, you know, if he's got to get something done, he'll just go out there and do it, whether it's, he, you know, run he, for a first he, down or.
4: Yeah, he's yeah. got the ability to do that uh billy but i think also his his leadership skills are top of the line yep everybody in that locker room believes in jalen hurts and they've watched him do this you know jalen's not a big talker but i can tell the respect the, the young man gets and i think the locker room says this guy went to work and he's ready to be our guy now let's get behind him and let him take us to the promised land. And uh, so his leadership skills, I think, are better than Marcus's. I I never thought Marcus. He was kind of a laid back, kind of a shy kind of guy. George and Billy, and that was the only thing that always I had question marks by. Right? What kind of they loved him? They liked him a lot as a person, but did he have that grit leadership that it takes to to, to like Jalen Hurts? I think has got.
1: By the way, if you're watching this show live, late word out of Los Angeles that the Dodgers have signed free agent right hander Noah Sindergaard, one year deal. Pretty big one. Just what they need.
2: <laughs> they're keep they're still going. Man. The old
4: Dodgers, for. they're always in the vision Ooh. there, George. They're yes, always they in are. your
2: vision, buddy. Unlimited
1: resources. <laughs> and it ain't stopping. <laughs> We need to go to a break. Watson, guess what's coming up afterwards? I hope. I know what's coming up afterwards. You got a good one tonight? Uh, yeah, I hope so. I thought I had a good one last night, but you know what? Give Memphis a ton of credit. That's a team that's going to make a run this year. He's got it. They've got a good team. They do have a good team. Did you watch it? I saw the, the very – probably the last five minutes of it.
4: I, I, I saw ten minutes and probably – a little bit for the half and after the half, Memphis is going to be pretty good. Alabama's good. They're going to be good. But I was surprised that Memphis really was right there with them. The More
1: staying power than I would have thought.
4: I, I'm telling you, Memphis, if he keeps coaching them through the year and they stay healthy, look out. Memphis could be there. They could be, make a run. Plaster. St-
1: uh, I almost said stat of the day. <laughs> Plaster bet of the day. You know, if this doesn't work out, we may just turn it into stat of the day. It's coming up next on Main Street Media Television.
2: For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by
0: logging on to DonleyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way, 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williams counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Duret Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome.
2: Welcome back into the George Plaster Show final segment on this Wednesday evening. It's about time for Plaster's Bet of the Day, and it's brought to you by Bart Durham Injury Law. Since 1975, they've aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you, too, have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, or at your workplace, let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation that you need. Learn more about Bart Durham Injury Law by logging onto their website. That's bartdurham.com. All right, let's take a look at what happened last night. We touched on it uh, in the uh, previous segment. Alabama won, but they didn't cover, and George had them minus six and a half. Yeah,
1: and here's classic loser talk, okay? (laughs) I was one possession away twice (laughs) in the final minute. Alabama was up as many as nine. By then, I'd gotten home and uh memphis
2: just kept fighting
1: memphis kept fighting their full court pressure was really effective
2: yeah they almost got close enough to either send it to overtime or yeah, they
1: were one possession away i was one possession away from winning the bet outright
2: but uh it's loser talk let's move on (laughs) (laughs) no more loser talk three games above 500 right now so you're still you're still uh, looking pretty good though george so uh you going more college basketball tonight
1: yeah, because that's really uh that's really all that's, that's out there. Really, well, it's I guess it's my wheelhouse right now, which is funny to say because nobody knows enough about these teams right now. Yeah. To to say with certainty. But UCLA's got to travel east. Maryland, I think, is better than UCLA, and I'm taking them. Going with your heart. Uh yeah, Watson didn't sound all that convincing, did it?
4: <laughs> no, that one you didn't. I didn't hear a bucket out of that one for days. Oh, no. Sure
1: no, I didn't sell it. Um, I've seen UCLA. Um, I don't know how good they are. I also don't know how
2: good Maryland is. Maryland lost to Tennessee by three, but they had they had no offense. They no, I think they only they, scored. They really struggled. Fifty three um, points.
1: I, I'm assuming this is at home. Uh, Although I don't know that, uh, I I know that Maryland's listed as the home team. So we'll see what happens. Watson, tomorrow, Taylor Barnett's going to join us. Mm. Uh, His first visit of the 22-23 basketball season. Uh, He was on the Louisville staff the last few years, has come back to Nashville uh, after that staff got booted. And uh, we're looking forward to having him. He's got
2: great hoops knowledge.
4: Yeah, we've had him on once, I think, already. And he he did a very good job. So, looking forward to it.
2: Need to try to figure out that Kenny Payne
1: situation at Louisville. They play Western tonight. I thought about taking Western.
2: That'll uh, be a tough game.
1: Yeah, Western's going to win that game in Louisville. And for Western Kentucky, that would be a
2: huge,
1: satisfying win. Oh, they'd throw a party. To go in and just blast Big Brother, who has always sort of thumbed his nose at Western. (laughs) So that one's on uh, ESPN2 tonight at 8 o'clock. Good luck to the Hilltoppers. Watson, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. And see all of you tomorrow. Billy, you behave until then.
2: I'll do my best.
1: This is Main Street Media Television. Thanks for being with us.